Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. There's two ways to really find that freedom and the lifestyle and the money that you're looking for. Number one is investing, starting, buying businesses. Number two is investing, starting, developing real estate, buying it, et cetera. Those are the only two ways that I really know of. Yeah, there's a lot of other things, life insurance, stock market, et cetera. But really at the end of the day, the majority of people that do really well in life, they end up participating in a lot of that, but they made their money in business and they made their money in real estate. In today's episode, we're gonna get into a conversation that I had in a group that I was speaking to around buying businesses, which by the way, I am a huge fan of. I've invested in real estate. I've started multiple businesses. And I've also bought multiple businesses. And of all the things, when I look backwards and I look at the track record, buying businesses, I think are one of the best ways to make money. It's really challenging starting businesses. And the odds of those businesses succeeding are very thin. Your odds go way up when you buy an established business that already has a customer base. You get to capitalize on those years of marketing. There's a lot of reasons why you would wanna buy a business. But in this conversation, I really point out the other side of that double-edged sword. Yes, I love buying businesses, but also I think that we have to be real and understand the challenges that come along with buying businesses. And it's not really that easy at the end of the day. One of the reasons why I've been very successful in businesses is because I've always hired consultants, coaches, um, industry professionals, and I've always listened to those that I hire that know more about the industry than me. And in today's episode, again, we're gonna get into you know some of the pitfalls to avoid, like when you hit a wall in business, when's the right time to add more overhead? When's the right time to invest in more people, et cetera? And really, like I said, I am a huge fan. So you might, throughout the course of this conversation, think that maybe I'm saying you shouldn't buy businesses. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to be aware of the pitfalls and and realize also that running businesses are not as easy as buying it and putting an operator in place and setting it and forgetting about it. Now, if you hire the right operator with the right experience, maybe that's the case. But I think a lot of people are in for a lot of Um, rough surprises when they go buy a business thinking that they're investing in a passive income opportunity. And just like so many real estate investments, they realize that they bought themselves a job. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just going in with the right expectations. So let's get into the episode. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. The one thing that I've been really cognizant of in seasons of business is the time in and the time out because you know i've i've realized i've had seasons where i was really really hands on in my business or businesses and then you get a team in place and you can kind of back off a little bit but then you kind of like you, there's different ceilings or different walls i'll call them in business that as you're scaling to you know i don't think business is a linear line these these walls that we get to require different levels of leadership and different levels of leadership teams as well and so when you're taking a business that you might acquire for you know let's say it's a million dollar or 2 million dollars a year in revenue that you want to take to four well you've got to you're growing and you're putting a certain level of leadership in place and then 
you get to this certain spot where the business is comfortable, but in order to go to another level, you might have to put another layer of management or, you know, some, some new roles in place in the HVAC industry specifically, I'll kind of tell you what it is. You know, when you're, when you're at that, you know, one, one and a half to $2 million mark, that's a really challenging spot to be at in an HVAC and, and plumbing service business, because you've got some level of management in place. You're probably as the owner operating as a general manager, you might have a dispatcher in place and you might have, you know, one person doing accounting and billing and that kind of stuff kind of as an office manager inside. And then when you want to go through that $2 million wall or ceiling to get to the three, three and a half million dollar mark, you're going to, you're going to decrease your profitability as you're bringing in more overhead. And this is just the kind of, I don't want to get in the weeds on this, but this is the stuff that we have to be cognizant of. You're going to decrease your profitability as you're bringing in more overhead. And then it might take six or eight months of, you know, getting those people in place. And I read a Harvard study one time that said, it takes a minimum of eight months for somebody to really figure out their job and really get fully comfortable with it and owning, you know, a hundred percent of what should be on their plate. And, you know, we hire people and we think that within, you know, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, they should be fully up and running. It takes an average of like eight to 12 months to get people there. So you're, you're decreasing in profitability. And if you want to go from a $2 million company in the HVAC space to a three, three and a half million dollar company, you now have to bring in a service manager, which means you have to become a different level leader of yourself at that point in time. And then with the service manager means you probably need a second dispatcher coming in. And then it means, you know, to get through another wall, you're bringing in a warehouse manager and you're bringing in you know, probably a third dispatcher and you might be bringing in a parts runner. And every single time you hit one of these walls, and this is the thing is that it's different by industry. But the thing that I want to call attention to is just like actually even more so than just real estate. In real estate, we're thinking what asset class do we want to be in? Single family, short-term rental, multifamily, mobile home parks, storage, office, retail, you know, maybe, maybe 10, maybe there's like 10 kind of sectors that we're like, what do we really want to be in? And then you kind of narrow it down, right? Well, I'm going to be in multifamily or I'm going to do single families or whatever in business. You know how many, <laughs> you know, how many thousands of different types of businesses there are that, you know, I would just challenge everybody who really wants to go after buying businesses. When I'm in some of these business buying masterminds that we've kind of, some of us have been a part of, you'll see the same person analyzing deals with like 25 different types of businesses. And I'm like, this is a train wreck waiting to happen. I'm taking a second here to interrupt the podcast and to let you know that I have a coaching spot available. This is not part of my full-time job. Obviously, I don't run a coaching organization. But one thing that I'm really good at is buying and scaling businesses and helping people break through the walls and the limiting beliefs that limit them. I don't take a lot of clients, but I have room for one more right now. This is a six-month commitment. If you are at a place where you want to scale your business, you want to scale your real estate investments, which probably ultimately means you want to turn that into a real estate business, there might be an opportunity for you and I to work together. If you're interested in that, text the word COACHING to 480 531 7519. Let's jump on a call and see if it's a good fit. Again, this is not part of my main business, so I'm not going to pressure you into it. Let's just have a conversation. If you think it might be a fit and you're ready to scale your business or you're ready to scale your real estate investment portfolio, let's hop on a call. Text the word coaching to 480 531 7519. Let's get back to the show.
Because if you want to go into buying businesses, the thing that I'm going to challenge you with, and maybe you need to analyze three or four or five different types of businesses to really try to figure out what type of business you want to get into. But at some point in time, pick a business and go all in on that business for a while until something leads you to change your mind about it. The one thing that I would really just challenge us as we're going down this road, I don't want to make it like, because it sounds like I'm being kind of negative on it, but I'm actually not. Like I think... I think if you really want to get wealthy, buy a business and then let that business, you know, focus on that business, scale that business, grow that business, spend five to 10 years really committed to knowing everything you possibly can about that business. Go to the trade shows, buy the trade magazines, go to the whatever, whatever you can do in that business, learn everything about it. But I think the failure we're getting set up for here is that business is easy like real estate. And it's not, it's not in the sense that you know, maybe you already have sales skills. Maybe you already have marketing skills. Maybe you already have leadership skills. Maybe you already have management skills. Maybe you already have accounting skills. Maybe you already have all that. I didn't. And the reality is you need all of those skills to run a business or at least the ability to hire people, you know, to compensate that. Real estate's a heck of a lot easier because if you don't want to do property management, what do you do? You hire a property manager. If you don't want to do bookkeeping, what do you do? You go on bench.com and hire a bookkeeper. But I'm telling you what, Business is not as cut and dry as real estate investing is. So I want to I want to say this. I love businesses and I think there's huge opportunity because of the baby boomers retiring at the pace they're going to, all the talking points. I think there's huge benefit to it. And I think everybody should have either a high-paying W-2 job or a business that makes them a crap ton of money that then they take those profits and invest it in real estate. That's how I think it should go. And by the way, most people that do really well in real estate they're not investing in real estate. They built a real estate business that is running their real estate assets. So um, I just kind of want to, I'll back off that a little bit. And again, I just want to leave that whole comment by saying I'm bullish on business, but I just want us to be careful. I don't think it's that easy. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.